0: The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Drum roll, people. It is another episode of The Shaken and Stirred Show. (laughs) I am losing it today. Okay. Hi, guys. I'm Nigel Barker. I'm in Woodstock, upstate New York, and I am with my friend and my co-host, Tom Astor, who's equally in the sticks in Oxford in England. How are you, Tom?
1: Very well, life. thanks. Very well. Yeah, yeah, We're we all... Re- reaching
0: for your guitar.
1: Are you going to play for us? <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving it there because of our guest this evening. Ah,
0: oh, I guess that's right. We have a musical guest, people a rather fun musical guest. Tom's wearing his cowboy hat and, um, you know, you know, Tom's wearing his cowboy hat because he's sort of fancy like that. But um. Yeah, we'll make we'll get get to that later. Tom, what are you
1: drinking right now? night I am having a drink mixed by um, my second favourite mixologist, my daughter Ava, and this is her description of it. So who knows? It's a watermelon mojito slash daiquiri uh, made of fresh watermelon juice, muddled mint. Sugar and rum shaken over ice, poured into a short. Oh, I can see it's poured into a short. Oh. It's poured into a tumbler and garnished with a piece of watermelon.
0: Well Look at that! It's fabulous. It looks delicious. You could be working at the Pelagoni Bar as a bartender herself. It looks fantastic. Ooh.
1: You've Very, always you. been fond of a daiquiri anyway, haven't you? Yeah, but a mojita daiquiri is a new thing for me. Best of Very good. Very good.
0: No, but I guess it, a daiquiri is just blended fruit at the end of the day, isn't it? It's just sort of what makes a daiquiri is the main ingredient. So whenever you see something of blended fruit like that, it sort of is in the daiquiri family. Um, yeah. Yeah. I decided to go a complete different direction than I've been going recently. You know, I've been doing negronis. I do a lot of tequila. I kind of went old school. I was just feeling, so I, you know, I went to, again, one of my favorite places, liquor.com, where they got all kinds of things, and they they had a whole story on the sidecar, and I know you've done a sidecar before, but I've actually never done one, Tom, and I think it's been about a year since either of us have had one on the, on the show, and the sidecar is, people, cognac, it is quantro, it is lemon juice, um, and I, I put a sugar rim on mine, and that's a kind of an interesting story because it, it's been around since about 100 years right now. In fact, I think the original story goes back to sort of 1922. <laughs> There's a couple of um, uh, cocktail books that came out in 1922. One was Harry's ABC of mixing cocktails. Um, Another one is called Cocktails and How to Mix Them. Both books came out in the 1920s and they both featured the the, the sidecar for the first time. And there's a couple of competing stories as to why it's called the sidecar. And there are two bars, one in England and one in France, that both say it's because the customer came in and he was in a motorcycle with a sidecar and he ordered it, this, this mix. However, um, there are other people who say that, that, that see, there's myths and legends. I love this about cocktails. Other people who say that it's because when they mix this particular cocktail, there always tends to be some left in the actual shaker afterwards. And so they will put next to your, um, your drink, a shot glass with the balance of your cocktail in it. So you basically get your cocktail with a little shot glass with the extra. And that was why it was called the sidecar because it looks like a sidecar next to a motorcycle. So Choose your story, people. Uh, But there you have it. Rather delicious. Tom, cheers, my man. Chin chin. Chin chin. Chin
1: chin. Mm.
0: Hey, that's very good. Because the sidecar is a little dry. It's quite nice to have the sugar rim to it because it breaks it up a little bit of sweetness. Um, Very easy to do, very delicious. So, booze news. In the world of booze news, we're back. Let me just organise myself here, people. Um, booze news. Applebee's. I do love a little, you know, fast food joint. Booze news. I've said this a lot of times. Tom always rolls his eyes. He goes, "What? What are we talking about now?" No, no. I
1: just realised that you're about to use you're about to use your little favourite word, but it's coming. But hang on, I, no, I it know it's coming.
0: I, but I, have, I haven't need to. Have, in fact, if anyone, if you listen back on this podcast, I've already dropped various hints about our upcoming guest um and they i've just dropped them in laid them in and it's something i do quite often at the beginning of the show just to give you little hints little words little things that i say and today on booze news we're talking about applebee's because they are bringing back Spooky Sips, (laughs) basically cocktails for Halloween for the whole month of October, the whole run up. um, They are creating these new cocktails, um, one of which is called the Dracula's Juice and is Patron Silver Margarita and Bacardi Daiquiri, um, which sounds completely foul, but it is Halloween people. So there you go. The other one is called the Tipsy Zombie and is a fruity, radioactive-looking drink made with Bacardi Superior and Melon Liqueur, passion fruit, pineapple, cherry, lime and topped with a gummy brain. Yes.
1: Yes. Tipsy. We- I thought you said t- tipsy. I thought t- you said tipsy t- zombie.
0: Yeah, well, no, I, I said a tipsy zombie, as in a drunk uh, one. not a titty no, zombie.
1: Don- zombies, is t- different.
0: <laughs> completely different. Anyway, Tom, we're back with our Halloween drinks, guys. If you like a Halloween cocktail and you want to celebrate Halloween all the way up to Halloween and past it, go to Applebee's, and that is a little bit of a, a sort of a, a good segue to our wonderful guest. Here we go. Uh, good Our guest today is a forty-one-year-old singer-songwriter who is married with six kids, two dogs, and two gerbils. Oh, and his last song has catapulted him to international fame and acclaim because, you know,
2: he's fancy like that. Please welcome Walker Hayes. Walker, how are you? What's up, y'all? I'm doing great, man. I'm just enjoying a, a day or two at home. It's been real busy for me lately. Uh, it certainly has. You are everywhere. In fact,
0: I was actually listening to the radio today. Uh, Sirius XM hits one and they were talking all about
2: you. They love you over there. Dude, they're all man. Yeah. Was that a pop? I guess a pop station. Yeah. That is, it's one is the first station on Sirius XM. That is the biggest one. It's a pop station. That that is a new, that's new territory for me. I mean, that's amazing. Um, I am so grateful for how powerfully stations like that are spinning this song. Honestly, did not see that coming um, for sure. First of all, before we get
0: going, we we haven't, we'll get into you. I'd love to get into your
2: song and everything else, but what are you drinking right now? I'm drinking a water. Straight up water, defiance fuel, to be exact. This is a bottle of water I got from Planet Fitness, man. (laughs) Still haven't finished it. Which, if you ask
0: me, is probably it's probably vodka. Actually, be very careful. Maybe
2: it is. You know, maybe it is. It's
0: rocket fuel it is definitely bite something else i can tell yeah. I mean, you're slurring your words slightly or well, that might be <laughs> an accent but um i can't quite tell um you know congratulations on all your success so you know you, you saw my pun at the beginning fancy like has done incredibly well. You know, it's a song that sort of just shot you into sort of international fame, all over the world, people are talking about you, you're on the, you know, the biggest stations, you're all over People magazine, um, there's commercials about with you and your family right now. Um, you know, the song, okay, you know, I know you've talked a lot about it. But the, the fancy like song, what was
2: the,
0: give us another, explain to us one more time rather, you know, what was the sort of
2: genesis of, of the idea of behind the song? Man, it wasn't that complicated. Um, it's fairly self-explanatory. I mean, I think most people have this misconception that all artists either live a very lavish lifestyle or we desire to, you know, and that's just not, that's not me and my family you know i mean we applebee's really is fancy to us uh i've I've watched a lot of people argue about it on socials you know a lot of people been like what are you talking about applebee's isn't fancy it is most definitely fancy for us you know six kids and my wife to, to go to any restaurant that's a big deal to sit down at the table order food have a waiter a waitress stuff like that so We consider that a big deal. And that's just kind of what I was trying to kind of communicate to my fans. Again, even when I say that, it's not like a point I was trying to make. I was just honestly saying, this is where our family is in life. It's probably going to be where we are tomorrow. And we're not, we're not uh, ashamed about it. You know, if life doesn't change or get any fancier, we're gonna be just fine. Um, And now tell me, first of all,
0: first of all, I, I, I need to be your agent then or something, because if things are gonna be the same tomorrow as they were before you became internationally famous with a huge song that's everywhere, there's a problem with that. But you, at the very least Walker, you need to make sure that your local Applebee's puts has a special table for you and your family of sticks and has and has like a little plaque which is the you know the walker hayes sort of see no one else is allowed to sit there tell me that something like that's happening come on man
2: man uh it's not and i don't know do you know anything <laughs> about my story like when we moved to nashville or have you ever read us, anything tell us
0: absolutely i've learned to, I've, but i'd love our listeners to know and you know i know that you originally
2: you you're from Al- mobile alabama is that right yeah we moved to Nashville 17 years ago and it has not been easy. You know what I mean? I mean, we've, 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 we've had financial problems. Uh, we've lost the kid. Uh, like I said earlier, I battled alcoholism. I mean, this town has done nothing but humble me. Um, and so look, I'm grateful to have this big song. I've had big songs before. And let me tell you something, man, they, they go away as quick as they come and um you know like i said i'm just so grateful that this song is is going as far as it is uh i don't really want our life to change like my family and i are very very content i'm content just writing songs and i hope that this really my my only hope is that this song prolongs the length of time that i'm able to do that you know and provide for the kids you know well, I mean, let's take it back a minute then, because I mean,
0: look, you know, obviously you've had the success with the song. You're running around talking about it. It's, it's, it's hot on everyone's lips. It was a big song this right. summer, you know, and you're right that, you know, things obviously, like everything, they have their moment, right? And, and you know, you've been in the industry for some time. Take us back to your own childhood then. You know, what was that like growing up in Mobile,
2: Alabama? Yeah, you know, I was a big athlete. And, um, you know, as I grew older, and um, kind of entered my late 20s 30s i kind of looked back on my life especially then i don't know why maybe that's the years you start to do that you know and um i kind of looked at my brothers and sisters and i wondered you know did i even like sports or did i just do it as as that was my coping mechanism as a child you know to fit in that's that's what i did to relate to fit in to find belonging uh and then i turned to music when sports ended And um, it really just filled a void. And honestly, I think I I would say, you know, Laney and my wife, we probably started doing music for the wrong reasons. Like, I don't know, maybe to prove something to myself, you know, to to prove me to me, like I think a lot of artists do. And then as the town, you know, beat us up and we ran up against walls, I eventually learned that no success is going to like fix you know, wherever I was broken in childhood or what, wherever I was just born broken. You know what I mean? And that no matter what amount of success or failure that happens in life, I still wake up and the next day I'm the same dude in the mirror. You know what I mean? But dude, my my father was the my, my biggest fan. He got me my first gig uh, against my will. He got me a gig at a bar in Mobile and uh, he, he basically suggested, hey, you should do this. I've heard you in the living room. You sound great. I was, I was frightened as can be. My fingers were shaking. My voice is, is not that great, but man, I got on that stage or I, I sat in the corner actually. And that, that moment that night changed my life and I literally called my fiance. I was 23 at the time, not, not young, you know, and it was an in, insane decision. But at that moment, I called Laney and said, you want to move to Nashville? I want to be a singer, you know. And ever since then, I, it, it hasn't been for this moment. Like I, I, I didn't set out to no. write a song that would go viral. I, 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 just, I just set out to do this as an occupation, you know. Because that in itself, that's miraculous, you guys. If, if, if that somebody can 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 paint, uh, draw, paint, write songs, it, the, the fact that somebody can create for a living. That's hard to do. You know, you don't just go to school for country music songwriting and then come out with a gig. You know, you usually gotta do other jobs on the side and you know, if you stay true to yourself, that actually makes it a little harder to become mainstream, you know? So dude, it has been an adventure and a half. And um, there's a lot of my childhood, you know, packed into my songs. There's a lot of baggage that I'm unpacking in my songs um you know uh back to the alcoholism i mean dude i was an i was a nervous kid and uh shy and i drank a beer when i was 13 and all of a sudden i was funny and uh you know i i I was like social and i was like let's go you know i'm gonna do this every weekend you know and that didn't stop until i was like 35 you know and then then i had to relearn you know how to how to perform sober which was crazy, I was nuts. It was like starting at square one. So dude, like I said, all this fancy like stuff, it's absurd. I am the least likely human that would have this song right now. It's not, you know, me and my team, this isn't supposed to happen. Like you said, to to a 41 year old dude, six kids, two gerbils, two dogs, dudes like this, Ain't walking around down down my neighborhood making you oh, know, remixes cool. with Kesha. Walker,
0: you're talking to, first of all, I'm a photographer, so I've spent my career taking pictures as a creator. Yeah. Right? So I get that part. And the second part is Tom has two per- ferrets. So they almost, <laughs>
2: that's more crazy
0: than two gerbils. And half the time they you, run you up really really have,
2: You have two ferrets? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm almost
2: that's amazing i grew up with a i had a ferret growing up man i love that freaking pet so much but it stank
1: does you they, stink
2: they, if you keep Ooh. you know what they're like pigs if you
1: keep them clean keep them keep them where they live clean they keep themselves clean yeah uh, but they're hysterical they're like they are really they're one of the funniest i mean they are hysterical they're incredible they just you know but when they go into i don't know they have this weird hour i was talking to my girlfriend about this um, she kind of fell in love with them as well, and they had this weird hour before they crash out. And when they crash, when they go yeah. to sleep, literally, you can you can pick them up, you can shake them around, they will not wake up. But exactly. in an hour. Yeah. They, go, they go absolutely mental. Like one of my, yeah, they go feral. They just become one like, of my
2: favorite uh, childhood childhood memories is my my dad. The way he would wake me up for school is he would just let the ferret go on my bed and it would just you know get up in me you know and start biting on my chin and man i loved it i was like it, it made waking up so much fun i will never forget our ferret's name was mink and uh, uh man i w- I tell you what dude we lost you know we buried dogs and stuff but man when i lost when that ferret died it was ca- catastrophic in my house i mean i don't remember crying that hard um but yeah the ferrets are awesome
1: uh okay yeah. look <laughs> And then you've, you've moved to, you've got a gerbil zone have you you're not you're not yeah young. we
2: you know that was that was my kid's decision and they're pretty cool like they're not as interactive and like you can't hold them you know as much as as ferrets and stuff but they don't smell bad and they're low maintenance yeah, we have yeah. we ha-
0: we, ha- we have a, uh, a four foot uh, Cuban rock iguana that has a oh, custom that's cake. amazing which is, And this guy's called Rocky and he's massive. And he's the, the funny part of his story is, is that my wife said to my, my son wanted to have a the lizard. My, my, my wife said, look, I'm not going to have a lizard that eats other creatures like mice. And I don't want to yeah. because then I'm going to have to have food for the food, you know, so that we're going to feed the, the maggots or whatever. So it has to be a vegetarian. And I'm like, oh, a vegetarian man. lizard. What is that? it turns out that there happened to be a couple of, of vegetarian lizards and this iguana is one of them and when we got him he was only like six inches long and yeah. you know, we, we were told he wasn't going to get much bigger however with more research after we would purchased him it turns out that the uh, vegetarian animals are the largest animals on the planet. And of course, I should know that an elephant's a vegetarian. It's the biggest thing on the planet. A hippo is a vegetarian. A cow is a vegetarian. And the predators are small and skinny, like a lion and a tiger and a, a dog. They're all skinny and small. So it goes to make sense. So it turns out that when you buy a vegetarian lizard, it's the biggest bloody lizard there is. The thing can grow till six <laughs> foot and live until it's 65 years old. And because it eats oh vegetables, gosh. it stinks because it farts like an ox. And so it's like, oh, my God, Whoa. what have we got? So anyway, we all have our own pet animals and pet. Jokes. Yeah, but you mentioned, I love that. You mentioned, obviously, Mobile, Alabama is where you grew up, is where you first started playing. My wife is from Alabama as well. My wife. No way. That's- yep, she's from um, Point Clear and Fairhope, Alabama, right oh, across the water. Geez. So I'd love to know, and I got married down there in the Grand Hotel in Point
2: Clear. I'm not yeah. sure if you're So, and Tom's been there. That's where we stay. I stayed there the, our first night of, of marriage. We we stayed in the, at the Grand Hotel and then drove to New Orleans. Me too. So yeah, did I. That's crazy. So there you go. I have the exact same story to you. So I know exactly
0: what that night was like. Well, not exactly, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
2: I was curious, have you ever played at Judge Roy Beans? No, I know that I know where you're talking about though. It's that, it's, that's a great venue. And man, just that area is really special. Uh it's kind of a well well-kept secret. You know, it's one of those slowly growing places, but like one of one of my all-time favorite places on earth. There's a place called Magnolia Springs down there. Where a lot of my songs start, you know, I, I think every artist, you when you when you start writing a song in your mind, uh, you know, you're imagining the the river or the the boathouse, you know, wherever, and a lot of those venues and a lot of the scenery takes place in in the exact area you're talking about. Mm-hmm. My sister lives in Fairhope now, across the street from the Grand Hotel, so and you know, uh, you know how strange that of is. So
0: I go down to that area every year yeah. and we take a house in Point Clear um, and we, and last summer we stayed for a week and a half at the Grand Hotel with my family. And my wife's oh, sister man. lives in Daphne, which is right, right next okay. to Fairhope. And yeah. so we're there all the time. So I'm very familiar with this, all this turf, this area that you're talking about. That yeah. people- you know i just for everyone out there in the world you know i know when you think alabama you often think of sort of cotton picking and, and big fields and and, and all the rest <laughs> of it. but you know it, 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 a lot of it is like that but also it, there are areas like this best kept secret like walker just said of this yeah. particular area right across the bay from mobile bay called point clear Hope, which is incredibly <laughs> idyllic imagine it's a bit like Savannah in some areas, yeah. where you've got these big oak trees with Spanish moss hanging down. It's very romantic. Plantation houses, a lot of you know, a lot of wealth actually, where you know where, and there is a lot of discrepancy in that area because that happens to be a very affluent little zone. Um, yeah. but it's uh, it's incredibly beautiful, and the sun sets right there on the water in, in a mobile bay. And it is spectacular. It's one of the best sunsets you'll ever see in your life. And this is something coming from a man who's traveled all around the world. So I can just see where you would get inspiration l- looking at you know the beautiful magnolia trees that are down there, the, the oh, sun yeah. setting on the water, the piers,
2: the jetties that go out into the water. It's a yeah. really a gorgeous place, right? Yeah, I mean, we have, we have a dog named Magnolia. and We have a daughter named Loxley uh from that town you know that town's near there near daphne but man honestly just beautiful places in the world and yeah you're exactly right i mean it's a lot like savannah the coastal culture is just it's so chill down there and um, relax and like you said you know there's some old money you know there's some there's some people who owned all that land down there and kind of subdivided it on the water and it ain't cheap but but good lord it is a beautiful beautiful area in fact, we'll and actually down. my first my first gig was on Dauphin Island Parkway. If you're standing on the Fairhope Pier looking across the bay, that's exactly the, the first place I played in my entire life. Was Remember on the, the name of the venue? Yes, yeah, it's, it's called the Mobile Yacht Club. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. We've we've been there many
0: times. My so my sister in yeah. law is actually a member of the Mobile Yacht Club. And I've I've been there Really? Yeah, it's times. not
2: it's not it's funny. It's it's not like um it's not like a fancy yachts you know it's like it's like little sailboats and stuff but family yeah my my dad when he's so funny when he the year he had me uh he was he was my age when he had me and he uh he got a boat loan and he just got into sailing hardcore he and my mom just they took lessons and stuff and so he did the dolphin island race every year and That's where i grew up on weekends was just sailing with him and that's where we'd get lectures you know about attitude is everything and and uh you know he would preach driving back and forth from the boat man but good memories and just such a beautiful place and um i admire you know i grew up loving jimmy buffett because he's he's just freaking massive down there you know and so i think a lot of my i pretty pretty much every song of mine has some beachy element you know and i think it comes from that just growing up there you know you know you mentioned something earlier where you
0: said like when i talked about the fact that you were on hits one on sirius xm this morning and i heard your name and they were talking about you um which by the way they talk about the biggest stars on the planet and they're all like names dropping drop dot com and then you were right there in the middle of it and they they spoke about you solely for like several minutes about their interview with you. So, and you're right up in there. And I I love it because I'm just listening to how humble you are and just how sort of down to earth you are, you know, and and yet it's a pop station and you hadn't even hardly heard of it. You didn't even know what it is. Meanwhile, the the bigger stars actually come up on, onto this show and do, and, and you were there, but you don't
2: even remember because you've done so many. Well, I have, you know, like, like for instance, just a day in my life. I mean, yesterday we had a show in Austin, Texas and from 8 a.m until 7 before a show at 8 i had an interview every 30 minutes you know and it just it's it just says like what station and i don't i don't really keep up with it but man it's surreal i mean you know my, i'm not i just don't really watch data i'm not a details guy my favorite thing hands down y'all my favorite thing is And in, in life is the day we wrote that song it's, it's sitting with my buddies is crafting what we're going to say it's leaving with that just fresh exhilaration and that rut you know it's, it's like you as a photographer you you gotta love when you know you got it and it's in your camera you know and you're like i can't freaking wait to touch that up that's my buddy right there you know and that's what we did with fancy like is like and that was the greatest day man when i came home and sat in this room and i recorded that vocal on this mic and put the 808 down. And I just knew, I was like, you can't mess it up now. We captured it. We put that lightning in that bottle. So you, know, you knew, I, you knew straight away. I, I knew, I knew that the song was perfect for me. Now that doesn't necessarily ever mean that, that it's gonna be commercial. Commercial is not my forte. I don't know, you know, my forte is like these deep, really specific songs you know with all this furniture from my life um this song is blowing my mind how far again like like you said you're talking about the pop station that's unbelievable i mean i grew up listening to 95 ksj Mobile, but i'll also uh, probably listen to wabb more i think it's wabd now or something but you know those were the hits that was like verb pipe sister hazel um you know all the good like all that 90s stuff you know that and and it's it's just wild to think what i think is funny is i would love to be a fly on the wall when like ed sheeran is wondering why his song's number two and he's looking he's probably looking at a chart and he's like who what is this who is this guy you know and it won't the funny thing is it won't go away it's like it's blocking people left and right you know and, I, and it's all these huge artists and they've got to be like this dude's a dad like this dude has six kids what is what is the world coming to you know who's listening to this um and man that's just that's it, fun and crazy it's quite funny that you're writing so the way you just described
1: that you're writing songs in a kind of traditional sense as in you know from the heart and about things that have happened you know, country, which which is what country country music is about, right? It's like from the soul, you're writing from the heart. It's fear, it's emotions, it's feeling. Yet, you know, you're doing that, and then suddenly, you know, country pop is all about commercialism. It's all about you know taking country music to a, to a three different four different other audiences, you know, pop audience and this, this. So, what right. you, you know, in effect, it's kind of ironic that you're sitting there going, that it's become this huge commercial success when actually, you know, you're, you're rooted in the traditional way of writing country music, right? I mean, it's quite unexpected.
2: Oh, ab- I mean, absolutely, y'all. I mean, just to give you an example, like, you come to my live show, I play a song called Chapel about my 14-year-old son. I play a song called Beckett about my 10-year-old son. I mean, I play, like, the weirdest songs and... Uh, and then out of nowhere, you know, pops this bubblegum, obviously right down the pipe. So it almost reminds you guys remember an artist named Harry Chapin. Yeah, I do. I, I I swear, look, I'm not on his talent level by any means, but it's just like Cats in the Cradle. Like this will be my Cats in the Cradle and no one will ever hear my Mr. Tanner Thirty thousand pounds of bananas. W O L D. Like only my diehards will listen to the Craigs, the Shut Up Kennys, the uh, Mind. Can- you know, those are my songs that my diehards love. Like they come to the shows and they sing along. But Fancy Like is like my Cats in the Cradle moment. You know, are you are you finding though
0: that that some of your first of all, are, do your diehards like Fancy Like? Do they like it? And then the other side of the question is. Are you finding that your new fans are digging into your new or your older music just to see who you are?
2: Yes. And that that has been honestly, that's one of my favorite reactions is, hey, man, I came to you because of Fancy Like, but I heard Halloween and wow, that song hits home. Me and my husband love it, you know. And so I love that Fancy Like is kind of it's definitely sharing the wealth. the rest of my material and it will obviously for the future you know now i have an opportunity to release um about a year or two's worth of music where i will have some really really loyal new excited listeners you know giving me the benefit of the doubt because they love fancy like so much so hopefully you know that will continue to broaden my audience but um you know I just, I want to keep being bold, you know, and the, and honestly where Fancy Light came from, it wasn't from a place of playing it safe. Um, as commercial as that song is, trust me, you guys. I mean, we wondered, are people going to like a song where the bass drops and the first freaking word of the chorus is Applebee? Like the chain of all chain restaurant. We were like, this is either awesome or it's the nerdiest thing we've ever put out in our life, you know? So, and we we didn't know, you know, that's how I love songs that you're could scared it, could of. Could it be both? It could. It could be both. And it, <laughs> and it could be that the world wanted to get a little nerdy for a second, you know, after yeah. the year that we've had. You know, I think a lot of artists like me spent a lot of time with our thoughts and trying to solve the world's problems with our lyrics, and we didn't do that uh with with fancy like we just wrote it like it was we didn't try to you know do any finish any equations or you know you know anything like that we just put it out there and made it feel good but you know what it's a lot of it's a lot of fun it's a really fun um
0: song to listen to you can't help but sing along with it you can't help but kind of hum it you know it's very catchy you've got a great hook and and the fact of the matter is is that especially now i think people want honesty, they want authenticity, they want real, you know, and and your song speaks to everybody. It's like that's, you know, most people don't go to fancy restaurants. And to your point fancy is Applebee's. And for them that they save their earnings, they go out on a Friday night or a Saturday night, they take their wife, they take their family, they're going to spoil them. And that's what they can afford. And that's their going out you know and it's one of those restaurants that you name and it, it I mean look there's a lot of things that have happened since you did it right so everything from Applebee's picking you up and making you like the face of Applebee's you know and just yeah, sort of you know, other Applebee's unusual yeah. things yeah you're like the Apple speaker that's why I'm like they, Applebee's should have like a table with your name on it for God's sake you <laughs> on the menu, are there any um are there any you
1: don't have to name anyone but are you in that position now where there, you're finding any producers that you've approached in the past to, you know, to, to put your music, you know, produce some music for you, produce your songs for you. Um, are you yeah. finding any ones that you've, that you've gone to in the past, who have kind of, we have turned you down in the past and now, like saying, ringing you up. I mean, is that happening?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm definitely on more, more folks' radar now. I, I get a lot more yeses than I would have before this song. And that's, look, that's just natural. You know that comes with the territory and i i accept it fully you know like we're we're doing collabs with people that we couldn't have done collabs with two months ago and that's okay you know they they there needs to be there needs to it needs to be a win-win for everybody you know and i understand that but believe it or not y'all this is a crazy fun fact on this song that not a lot of people talk about but the 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 producer behind this song joe thibodeau has never made a country record in his life uh he's all pop all like other other genres and uh he actually is the guy who directs my live show kind of helps us with set lists and creating moments and stuff but he's amazing uh you know on on pro tools and logic and that stuff and I actually, we took a risk and he did the song Country Stuff on my EP and it sounded so fun because it kind of mixed like old school country with 90s hip hop and I was like, dude, let's do that with Fancy Like and he's in him; He is literally beside himself. You know, he's just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, he cannot believe what this song is doing and we're, we're kind of in the same boat. I just got off the phone with him and i was like man i think it's like top 10 in the world like on the hot 100 everything all john i mean and he was like you're kidding me you know and you're, so, you're number five that's insane i did not know that <laughs> that's awesome number somebody five. just said top 10 and i was like let's go so no
0: congratulations i mean it is Bonkers, but actually, you know, you said you're not sure how you did it and what you did it. You know, when you start to break it down like that, way you are, you know, you 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 can sort of see kind of the things that happen. Like you, you know, there were certain things that came along, including putting in a producer that does mostly pop music, right? Like that shook. That's a part of the shake up that maybe you know you need. And I think to Tom's point, now that you've got new perhaps new different producers approaching you. and you're collaborating with people like Keisha and various different people, like you have the ability to do stuff that, you know, that you you may not have done before, at least not sounded the same. You know, you may be able to bring the same heart and soul. Right.
2: Yeah, we have I mean, we have more freedom now to do whatever we want because it's really just transcended all genres, you know, and that's that's so unique. So, man, we are having fun making new music and Again, you guys, I just, you know, my family and I, we can't believe it. Like we, my kids and I, we have this joke, you know, where, where I get down on my knees and and they laugh at me and I'm like, God, please just give me one, you know, just, just give me one, you know, cause they, they, and they laugh at me, you know, I'm, I'm just a big dreamer. I've got a very random occupation, no other dads that we hang out with write song, you know they're in the they're in the corporate world they make a lot of sense they make a, st- a steady secure paycheck and you know here i am you know occasionally playing a restaurant going to write a song during the day sometimes it's for another artist sometimes it's for me um, i'm on a bus you know we just live this random crazy adventure of a life and and they laugh along with me they're like man it's like they know how far-fetched that was, you know, and, and they would we would laugh. They would laugh so hard. I'd be like, Lord, please just, you know, give me one. And, you know, every song I put out, I admit to them, I'm like, you know, guys, I don't know how many opportunities I get, you know, this, this could be it. Like, if, if I put this next single out and it flops hard, I don't know how long it makes sense for Monument to keep me around, you know and that's the nature of this beast i've been dropped before and it wasn't personal it just didn't make sense you know in this town and so we are just losing our mind that this pops out of nowhere and 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 it's and it's not even just the number one on billboard country it's 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 a cultural thing i mean applebee's brought back the oreo shape their business is up like 105 freaking percent i mean i'm in a commercial you go to a you go to a pro baseball game and they're probably going to play it at the stadium you know for everybody to dance to it is it is unreal how everywhere this song is and honestly three months ago i was i didn't have any of this none of this at all none how much thanks do you owe your daughter Layla? oh my goodness i mean you know the fact and I don't know it's if you know that. A big song. It's a
0: big song, right? But it's yeah. a partly a big song because you guys did a TikTok
2: dance, right? I mean, what, what, what yeah. was the, What, what yeah, so, did that play into it? So over COVID, we just did that together, you know. And look, I don't know. You got you guys have kids at all ages, you know. If you care, you're just looking for some common ground, you know, because. Sometimes conversations are tough, you know, and and you're and you you're, you're going to knock on that door till your freaking knuckles bleed and you don't care. You're just like I want to communicate, I want to relate, I want to I want you to know I'm here. And one thing that Leela and I do together is dance. And we both love to dance, and over COVID, we just did TikToks. We did them to other people's songs. We didn't even do them to mine. And then when country stuff, the EP came out, we had already done a dance to country stuff and Leela on a Sunday, random Sunday, three days after the song was out, she said, my team didn't tell us to do it. My, my publishing company didn't tell me to do it. My manager didn't tell me to do it. Leela came home and said, Hey, fancy like needs a dance. We put it together. It's literally the easiest dance in the world. Y'all two could do it. Trust me if I can do it. We did it two times, kept the second take and I promise you guys, that was it. That was it. That day we popped that off at like 3 in the afternoon. By that night you could scroll down and in real time you could see 10,000 views happen just by scrolling down. It was nuts. And I don't know, look, I have no idea what a TikTok algorithm is. I'm I'm surprised I even know that word, algorithm. I don't even know how it works, but apparently that song And that dance got on one of those rivers you know and it just freaking took off and before we knew it there was like a hundred thousand people who had remade the video you know so obviously theirs are going viral as well and by the end of the next week it had 12 million views i don't know how many it has now probably 30 something million views but i mean every time i scroll down somebody else is doing this dance and it's been beautiful just to you know just to for for it to be a family affair for us all to experience this from for my daughter to make a dance and see the impact it can have on the world and it's good it's not even like it's not even dirty and trendy it's not it's not like shock value in trendy it's just wholesome and people are doing it you know you know clearly, and, and it, but but brilliant,
0: and made it very pop culture, and, and and it's funny because you know, pop country music has made a huge sort of comeback on TikTok. That TikTok loves a, a little bit of country. I think yeah. it has that kind of nice beat to do a you know a sort of a, sort of I don't know a simple dance that's kind of easy to copy, easy to follow, and, and means yeah. everyone inclusive kind of move and what have you. But brilliant, and and it's funny, you know, I mentioned you to my daughter and and she was like yeah she was like first of all she was like who like that and i was like fancy like and she went oh yeah and then she did the dance like she remembered it like yeah she she knew it as well well enough to actually just do the dance in front of me and she goes everyone knows that like yeah yeah this is a kid in new york like new york right everyone crazy right come on that's amazing yeah, and this is my daughter. And then today on the, she when I was driving to the school, that's when we heard you being brought up. And she she punched me. She's like, Dad, that's the guy you're interviewing today. You know, and it, and it, and I was and saying, I'm like, you know, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's like it's a phenomenon. You know, this is. I mean, talk it about is. lightning in a bottle. People use that expression all too often. This is actually lightning in a bottle. I mean, this is this the, is the definition of something like that happening. You know, and then people often say, "Oh, you're an overnight success," but you're not. You've been doing this for years. And you've been working at it for years it's not an overnight success it's an overnight perhaps success of this song but not of you as right. an artist.
2: yeah i mean it is a it's a culture shock i mean i will i will i just i love just being honest with everybody again i said this earlier maybe not as um i'm just not that eloquent but i'm the same guy you know you know i think a lot of people a lot of people get into my business and um you, you know, you may not say this, but in the, in your heart, you think, man, if I could just do this, if I, if I could just have this, then I would, you know, and, um, that's just not the case. Like it is, uh, same guy, same family. My wife and I fight about the same things. Uh, my kids, same thing, you know, same problems, um, same baggage, uh, but also, um, busier, and it's hard for me to find balance because i love my occupation and these moments i know how precious they are look you know i've been here 17 years i've seen my best friends who are 20 times more talented than me never get these opportunities and so it's very difficult to say no to some things and 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 remain grounded to stay with my family you know say hey i need that weekend off you know because an opportunity right now it springs up every day you know, you know make make hay
1: while the sun shines i mean exactly. that is exactly. you know and exactly. i'm sure thing is your kids aren't gonna you know if that's if that's the kind of the way you're going to operate um because why wouldn't you that like you know the way it sounds to me like the way you speak to your kids anyway they're going to understand that you're just going to say look you know if things change it's, you know it, it it's not as you said earlier on it's not going to, this isn't something that's going to last you know last forever however however I just you know when when Nigel's last question I I heard some friends of mine the other day talking two friends of mine who I've known for years. Who have have, have, uh, uh, incredibly well-known and recognisable people. Now I know them because they live next door to me, out in the country. And they had a conversation. They were talking about someone from a show um, that who just found, uh, uh, just you know, just become incredibly well-known overnight. Mm -hmm. And they both. I was listening to them talk as two famous people themselves, and and. One of them, one of them turned the other and said, "Yeah, it's that poison chalice, of, of, of the poison chalice of fame." You know, it's like the poison yeah. chalice. On one level, you can't, you know, you've got to celebrate the success. On on the other level, it's a poison chalice, you know, because you, there are so many pitfalls. And yeah, you're talking about one at the moment. You know, I don't get that family time that I used to. You know, I've got to make hay while the sun shines. I've got to so I've got to, you know, actually give myself to this thing that. So it's kind of finding the balance. I mean, but you seem to me to be someone who 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 isn't really gonna struggle finding finding the balance. Because if it all gets too much, you appear to me to be the kind of person who, if it all gets too much, you just go. Hey.
2: Well, I told I actually told my team we had a really difficult couple of weeks because I was gone for such lengthy amounts of time. And I don't know if y'all have seen the movie, the movie Pure Country, um, where George Strait just he walks off stage and he takes a walk and quits um and i was like yo it's not worth it to me you know it's it's not at all like i i can write songs and i can work a day job at the same time and i'll be a happy man and so you know what matters to me most is is being an example for my my children um maintaining some sanity and being present for my wife you know and uh, otherwise, you know, all this—it's just like I said—is not worth it. I, I'm not a big red carpet guy. I don't, I don't really love the famousness. That's that's even even the immediate. I mean, the other day, I got booed out of a parking lot because I, I was walking through a tunnel of people, and they were they were all grab you know grabbing. Some people were pushing their kids at at me like. To that, You know, and we were getting in the car and uh, I didn't give them, you know, I didn't have time to, to, to go one by one. You know, if I'd started signing one, it would have never ended, you know, and I hate breaking people's hearts, but we had to go and they were so mad, you know, and um, yeah. I don't like I don't love that. You know, that's the, I don't, I don't. that's the poison. That is the guy
1: who was saying talking about the poison chalice. I've been walking down the street with him, and people have people have got stood got in front of us. Well, I've just been literally walking down the street going, I don't know whatever, going to have some lunch or something, and people have got in front of the healthy and stopped you. They got in you. Well, actually, physically, uh, you know, and, and and you know, it doesn't matter how intimate. A lunch you're having, or whatever. People really do feel that they kind of own, you know, they've got a bit of possession. They kind of own, they own, a, they own the right. They have the kind of right somehow. They own a bit of you. They right. kind of own you, famous. I don't know.
2: It is weird. It's weird, and if, but but at the same time, that's who I write my music for. You know, I don't, I don't. I mean, I, I do writing music is therapy for me, and it's therapeutic to just sit and sing. um But I, I live to perform as well so yeah it's it is it is the poison chalice I think, is a great don't don't,
0: don't cut uh, yourself but, up too much about it don't i mean i think look nice
2: nice
1: sorry i'm definitely going to interrupt you because i just remember i will i walk around new york with nige and he uh you know not like my other friend who you know they get in the way and it gets a bit irritated the, the, these people come up to nige all the time going oh my god you Nigel barker you're america's next top model now it'll, it it used to go quite well It used to be quite like yeah well I am he loves it absolutely loves it he'll spend all day if you know what if he's got 30 people, you know 30 people they all want an autograph trust me he will literally he he carries them in his bag right I and mean, loves it until the, his poison Chalice has come, as the older we've got, the more the people still recognise him. And now we've we've had we've said this before, but we now walk down the street, and people come up to him and go, "Oh my God, you're Nigel Barker off America's America." Next time on, he goes, "Yeah," and they go, "Oh, my grandmother loves you." <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's not, not that's true. His poison chalice. So That's you know, not true.
0: That's not true. But it, but, but it's almost <laughs> true. But but you know to that point you know, I, I've been on television for 20 years, right? I did a show that I was on for 18 seasons, right? Lasted over a decade. So you you build up a fan base. I understand what this can be like. And at and, yeah. and the same time, my point is this, I had two children during that process, right? And people, there would be people that would come up, it wouldn't matter if I had a, one of my children strapped to my front, another one on my shoulders, asleep. You know, and you spent, as you know, as a parent, God knows how long getting them to fall asleep. Right. And yeah, and you're yeah. just trying to be a parent and they'll come up and they'll want a picture and they'll scream and shout. And you're like, I'm sorry, I'm having I've I've got my kids, I can't write. Yeah. And then they and then literally I- they literally get upset and in your face about it. And yeah. there was a time when I felt guilty and then I realized that I'm not on this earth for everyone else. Right? This is my life, right? And I will, and I do the right thing at the right time. But right now is not the right, right time. So therefore, I'm going to do the right thing for me. And it's not. I don't think you need to feel guilty about that or weird about it. And I actually looking at what you do. I mean, you've involved your kids in your fame in this moment. Right. I mean, your daughter Leila, you, you pronounce it, I said Layla earlier, but Leila, you said. um you know she did this TikTok with you that's she's everyone knows about the fact that she did that you've broadcast it it wasn't like you were like no it was me and I'm hiding my kids these Applebee commercials I believe your your family is in them too right you you it's not just you Oh uh, just leela Just, just Leela. leela so you know you've used her too so it's, yeah. in a way there's you know you're bringing your family into it and i feel like and you talk about your family i mean you know in your bio you're like i'm married with six kids you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> even you know so it's it's not a sometimes people don't do that so i think the more you do that the more down to worth you are the more you explain this people will know it i mean have you have you been approached by a reality tv show to, to do you know here here are the haze you
2: know like as as a
0: family show
2: yeah i mean and cool? look and and here here i mean my uh my t- like I, I i would do something like that and we have been approached but maybe just i would i would put it gently just not by the not by the right not for the right reasons you know i i've, I've had some experience with reality tv and um I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of, of tons of scripted stuff. I, I, I like to watch it. I don't want to, I, I, I think there's enough content with my family that's unscripted that would make a beautiful, hopeful, positive, you know, impact on the world. Um, and that's something that I would, I would pursue it sometime because look, man, if I can just be my, if I can be a dad and be a, be a family for an occupation, let's go. Like, Um, let's do that for five years and peace out, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, dude,
0: the more I listen to you, the more more I'm like, you know, as my producer hat goes on and I'm like, I, uh, I, I would do a show on you and your family, and as you as the singer, as you as the down to earth man, as you as the guy going to Applebee's, as you got the dad doing TikTok dances. I'd much rather see that than I would the Kardashians
2: talking about all their money
0: in a way, and all the rest of it. Well,
2: like, like, like I said, man. I mean, it's it is my you know if you if you follow me on Instagram, it's 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 not it's not curated, but that is curated. I, I have I have intentionally opened my life up in 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 a in hopes that someone will look and go oh wow i'm i'm not the only one with a wrecked house you know or oh wow i'm not the only dad who didn't shave today you know what i'm saying like i don't i just want to want to be real with people you know i think i think too much tv too much social stuff gives us really things to compare and when we look at it and we're like oh man my crowd wasn't that big or my my pool isn't that sweet or man i wish i had a ride like that and i i love sharing my life and letting everybody know like no it's okay you know if if your dog's eating off the table and you just don't care about it anymore you know i i i just think that's the, that's precious and that's a way that our family can be useful um and in, in all the outlets that i have to use as an artist so um yeah dude I, i'm 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 wide open let's talk let's talk tv show let's do it let's do it we'll, we'll be in touch
0: after this look we would love having you on. i'd love to know we have one more section before we do this but but what yeah. is what's next for you right now i know that it's you're in the middle of it do you have anything planned as far as what what you're up to next yeah i mean
2: music wise i gotta i have a new song that drops october 15th it's called you girl um spelled you GURL and it's just a bop. It's kind of an instant grab tune. Um not a deep, not a deep song, just a jam one that I I love to sing and we sing it live. And then I actually have a song called AA that will um it's a it's a kind of a bigger moment for me. Like I, I would I would just say at this point it is considered our follow-up to the Fancy Like. And uh, I think it will drop um later in November, but man just um you know continuing to to drive this train as as far as it'll go hopefully we'll see some number ones uh around the corner but we're just soaking it up finishing new music uh i'm working on a uh book called uh glad you're here with a man who uh actually actually introduced me to jesus his name is craig and uh, I met him at a church about six years ago. I didn't want to be at, but now we're actually neighbors. And um, I'm, I'm writing a book about that with him. That comes out next May. And then I'm also working on an animated series called Walker's Woods. And it's, a, it's based on me in my twenties with this dog I had named Skeeter. And uh, basically the dog, he doesn't follow his nose. He follows his ears. And he meets, you know, characters out in the woods and and um, they sing songs and stuff. It's it's one it's a passion project. I'm I'm jacked about. I love it. Great name too, Skeeter. Yeah, yeah. Skeeter. That was his I can't name, say that name without having a southern accent. I don't think. Yeah, big old big old bloodhound, man. He was an awesome dog.
0: Fantastic. Well, listen, we've got one last part of this show. It's called yeah. Last Orders. It's a rapid fire question moment. Super easy to do. Tom, you want okay. to take it away?
1: Yeah, i got to ask you some questions, quick answers. Ac- acoustic or electric?
2: Acoustic. Let's go all the way.
1: Okay. So what genre would you most like to collaborate with next, like hip-hop, rock, you know, rock and roll? Macklemore.
2: Or- Mack- whatever Macklemore is. Let's go.
1: Okay. Lunch. You're hosting a lunch. You're the host. You have three guests. Who are, the, who, who are your fantasy guests? I mean, you, they could be dead or alive, but who, who, are your, who would you have at your table? Uh, and you um, and no, no family by the way this
2: is a non-family okay non-fam- man i mean let's uh, let's go with jesus come on jesus uh, yeah i feel like you had to have had that answer before let's go with jesus no no no, uh, no, no, no. i've never never
1: i've never a, i've never asked a question before i'd have to do these questions when and i do the questions before before you even spoken and then i have to and then yeah the, when we're talking, they get they. I have to completely change them. So I'm like, crikey, like, I've got God, did I get this wrong? So ah. during the so uh, this question's never been asked before, and I've, and I've and that I've never so as a result, I've never had that answer. So you yeah. got Jesus,
2: right? I'd That's say, I would say, Jesus. Um, I'd love to talk to whoever wrote Breaking Bad. I don't even know the. I don't even know the dude, dude or woman's name, but i i'm fascinated by their writing just i i just good lord uh i I, i've never binged a show like that in my life and um and it it, it took me to a really dark place so jesus and whoever that was and then oh my goodness let's see um i'd say uh it's gonna be between steve carell and uh john krasinski what just I would just chill, chat about the office, you know?
1: There we go, good answer. I mean, I you know,
2: mean th- th- That's not even a fair question. I could, it, I, I mean,
1: it, I could it think- you It doesn't matter, because I could ask you again in, in 10 seconds, you could come up with a completely different- It would be different, different. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah I'm, I just, I'm
0: just, I'm just upset that I wasn't invited. <laughs> considering how many TV shows he just, he just mentioned. I don't uh, know why uh, I went to TV
2: show land, I'm sorry.
1: But, but look, so, to so, a question, Fantasy female or male to duet or collaborate with like who, Italy, who in your in who would you like to ideally your you know most
2: uh female I mean macklemore would I, I said that earlier I, I, oh. I am dying to do a song with him uh, and then female um, I mean dead or alive.
1: Doesn't
2: matter. I, I dude, I, I grew up a, a massive Mariah Carey fan. So, um, oh, yeah. if I could I get you some of those lives, yeah,
1: I, I, I definitely, yeah. you, you could have, you literally could have given me a hundred people with Mariah Carey on that list, and I would not have, for some reason, would not have chosen. I wish, I wish you would have been my hundredth choice. But that's... Tom,
2: Tom, that's because he's fancy like that dude that I, I that song I, I think what happened was maybe when i was like 12 you know that song vision of love came out and uh it just made me want to meet a girl like it made me it, it took me from girls have cooties to like i want a girlfriend land i don't know why but i freaking love that song
1: it was a moment now last I, my
2: voice hadn't changed yet so i could sing it just like she could wow, wow. wow. <laughs> that's scary well, i was question. a late bloomer okay <laughs> shaken or stirred i mean uh i don't know i don't even know i'm, I'm not fancy enough to make a cocktail I, I was i was basically a beer guy or just a whiskey guy but how about in life? the emotionally. Shaking. I I like the word shaking better than stirred. Shake. There we go. I like the word. I love it. (laughs) You're hilarious. Too funny for words.
0: Walker (laughs) Hayes. He's fancy like that, people. Um (laughs) dude, you are the best. You're if anything, you should do a song which is like I'm not fancy like,
2: right? But I guess that's the whole point (laughs) of it. I know. I'm pretty boring, honestly. That's that's what it comes down to. No, I think you're a lot of fun, and I think you're real,
0: and I I would love to hang out and have a drink with you. And next time, hopefully, if we're ever in the same town together, I look forward to doing just that. Yeah,
1: we're in the same hotel that you both spent your first honeymoon night in. I mean, there we go. That's a. I mean, out of all the hotels in the world, um, that's we that's should we
2: should all go play golf there, and Tom can yeah, bring I don't, the parrots. Bring your bring your parrots. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I'm worried about that concept. <laughs> Can you fly with a ferret? Is that a thing? I feel
0: like, I don't know. Never tried it. Flying ferret. Yeah, that's something completely different. (laughs) That's my next
2: song title. Flying ferret. There you go.
0: You you heard it here first, folks. Um, Walker Hayes, best of luck with everything. Stay in touch. We look forward to speaking to you again soon. Good luck with everything. And um, really, brilliant, brilliant story. And I only wish the best for you
2: and your family. Hats off. Man, thank you. Thank you, guys. This has been delightful. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening. That is Shaken and stirred. We will be
0: back next week with a, another podcast and another fantastic guest.
2: And uh, stay safe. See ya.